This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. And when we drive up, like, legit, there's hookers standing outside. Like, it wasn't, like, kind of hookers. Like, these were First 48 hookers, like the real ones you see. <laughs> first 48. Yeah. <laughs> these are the ones that are in most people's price range. Fuck that bitch. This no, is Russia. No, if it was Russia and I could get away with it, you wouldn't have to even get me drunk. I'd just be like, I'm down. I'm going to hit him with a chair. <laughs> Wow, so you're planning on murdering the homeless guy at the end of the night, tying up loose ends? I wasn't planning on murdering him. I just had a contingency plan. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So growing up, my mom and dad thought that we were gypsies. They thought that it was our job to get into a community, spend a year or two there, learning everybody there, like becoming friends with people, becoming a part of the community, maybe going to church there. And then as soon as we got integrated into the community and I started making friends at school and Stephen started making friends in the neighborhood, they would pack us up into a truck or two or into a moving van and we'd move to some new city and start all the way over again. Now, because we moved all the way through my childhood, this meant that I was having to lift shit that was way too heavy for me to carry all the time. We didn't have huge moving parties where tons and tons of people came over to help out. Maybe one day out of the five or six that we were moving, my uncle might come over with his pickup truck. But for the most part, it was me, my mom, my little brother, and my dad moving everything into a U-Haul or in my dad's pickup truck. And that meant that I was a little kid carrying shit that was way too heavy for me to be carrying. We're talking at like eight and nine years old. I was at the end of a couch with my dad going, Daddy, Daddy, it's so heavy, it's so heavy. I just couldn't carry it, and I would start to drop shit. And my dad like, no, don't you drop that couch, boy. We got to sit on that couch. One time, my dad looks at me and says, help me carry this TV over here, boy. And at 12 years old, carrying a TV was much different than it is now. See, right now, carrying a TV is 50, 60, 70 inches wide, depending on how big your TV is. And you don't want one person carrying that, even though it's light enough for one person to carry, just because that asshole might drop it. So you definitely get two people involved. But back when I was 12 years old, my dad had a 32-inch console television. Now, this meant that the screen was 32 inches wide, and it had beautiful color to it, and my dad loved that TV. It's one of his prized possessions. In fact, besides his 1972 Gibson Les Paul, that television was probably number two on his most prized possessions list, and me and my little brother might have been three and four. I'm just saying. So my dad says, grab the end of that TV, boy, and I pick the TV up, and we're walking up the ramp to get into the U-Haul, and the TV starts slipping. For some reason, I was the one on the back end having to carry the bottom of the TV, so I've got all the weight on my arms at 12 years old, and I'm going, Daddy, it's slipping. It's going to fall. My dad gets real close to me and goes, hey, boy, don't drop that TV. If you do, I'm going to kill you. Those were his exact words to me, and in that moment, I believed him. I believed my father would murder me if I dropped this television. And somehow, magically, I found the strength to get that TV up onto the actual van, get it onto the U-Haul, and everything worked out for the best. But I was always having to carry shit. 
Now, because I was a little boy and my little brother was a little boy, that meant that we had toys. We had a shit ton of toys. We had two or three toy boxes when we first started out, and we would always have it to carry all this shit, and my mom was always on us, y'all need to get rid of some of this stuff. Y'all need to get rid of some of this stuff. So every time we would move, we'd have to go through and purge some of the toys that we hadn't played with for a while. Now, as a little kid, that was some of the worst shit you ever went through, because maybe you might want to play with those Legos that you hadn't touched in the last six years, but maybe you might want to play with them one day. So it was really difficult to get rid of them. And it was never more difficult to get rid of something than our stuffed animals. See, growing up, every time Christmas came around, you'd get one of those bears from JCPenney or Belk or something like that. One of the white bears that was wearing a a red sweater and a red hat or some shit like that. Every time McDonald's or some restaurant had plush toys in their Happy Meals or their kids' meals, you'd go get those. Your friends would give you stuffed animals. Your grandparents would give you stuffed animals. Your parents would give you stuffed animals. We had Muppet Baby stuffed animals. We had Muppet stuffed animals. We had Mickey Mouse. We had a shit ton of stuffed animals. And we carried these things with us from house to house to house. And my mom was always getting on us. Y'all need to get rid of some of these stuffed animals. Y'all need to take some of these to Goodwill. Some other kids can get some enjoyment out of these. And me and my little brother were like, no, I love my stuffed animals. Let me keep the stuffed animals. Well, we always won the fight and we never had to get rid of the stuffed animals. But as we got older, my little brother got more into playing with action figures and stuffed animals gave way to stuff like He-Man action figures and G.I. Joes and Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. And we stopped really giving a damn about the fact that we had stuffed animals and they all ended up in this big refrigerator box in one of the last houses I lived in with my mom and my dad. And we were getting ready to move from this house because, of course, we had to move again from Villarica back to Cobb County. And we decided we're going to move this huge refrigerator box full of stuffed animals. Now, we've carried this stuffed animal box with us from house to house to house. They've ended up on my bed. They've ended up on Stephen's bed. We have kept these things in prime condition. No damage to them whatsoever. Never got wet. Nothing like that. They were always in prime condition. So my mom's like, we're going to get rid of these stuffed animals. We're going to take them to Goodwill. My dad says, hey, boy, talking to me again, come over here and help me carry this box full of stuffed animals. I need you to help me carry it. And he walks over and he goes to pick it up and he goes, you know what? It ain't even that heavy. I'm going to drag it across the floor real quick. So I watch him drag it out, get it across the floor, and he stops and goes to do something else. Now, I go walk out into the driveway of our house. We had a two-car garage at the end of the house. It was a huge ranch, and the two-car garage, so I'm off putting something on some other truck, carrying something that was too heavy for me to be carrying at 10 years old or however old I was at the time. And I see my dad grab that box of stuffed animals and pull it out into the driveway, and as he does, it starts shaking like something's going on. It's like... Okay, what's going on? Are the stuffed animals moving? This is, is this like a Chucky situation? In my brain at 10 years old, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? My dad goes, I think something's inside this box of stuffed animals. And he walks over and he hits the box on the side and the box starts going crazy. The box starts like freaking out and like shaking and shit like that. My dad hits the side of the box again and the box starts shaking and freaking out. And suddenly out of that box jumps the biggest rat I have ever seen in my entire fucking life. And my dad, the strongest human I've ever met up to this point in my life, jumped back like he was a three-year-old little girl who had just gone through a haunted house and had the shit scared out of him. That rat came at him like he was about to attack And my dad was like, we are getting rid of these fucking stuffed animals right now. They're going to the goddamn dump. And that was the end of the huge box of stuffed animals. And I never had to carry that box again. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers when all of our favorite shows would go on reruns for a few weeks and it would be absolutely excruciating until the new season started. Or as we like to call it, now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. 
You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Pottern Family. Pottern Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Pottern Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Not Playing Stupid podcast, the Pain in the Pod podcast, and the Sodium Exposure podcast. And this week, we are back with all new material, and the first thing we talk about is a slapping contest in Russia where one guy looks like he may have received a traumatic brain injury from being slapped in his fucking face. Then we discuss Kenny talking about getting a homeless person to stand in for him in the slapping contest just in case that homeless guy won. And then later on, we talk about an event at a brewery that my band played at where Kenny had to use homeless labor once again. So check it out. We'll be right back. And by the way, I just want to say thank you guys for sticking with us for the three episodes of reruns. We're finally to a point where the house is on the market and everything's going well as far as that goes. So for everybody who's still listening, thank you guys so much. We apologize and enjoy this week of brand new Now That I'm Older and a little bit of new Kenny. too fun down there, is it? No. You see, your actions have consequences. When you oppress people, they rise up in a fiery anger. Go home. We're not like you. We're grown-ups, motherfucker. So did you know slapping contests were a thing? Yeah. This <laughs> is something that I would not do. Um, This week I saw this video, and I asked Kenny before we recorded this if he'd seen this video, and it's of these two Russian guys. Slapping each other, and let me let me. One of these dudes looks like a fucking wear grizzly. Like he looks like man bear pig <laughs> in a fucking sweatshirt, dude. Like no, man bear pig is nowhere near as impressive as this dude looks like. This dude's I'm talking beard, like wear, not a werewolf, wear grizzly bear, dude. This guy's beard could beat up like our dads. Okay, like his beard alone is more manly than I mean, any of us. I wouldn't let that dude slap me for a fucking hundred bucks. And you you see this video of one dude who looks like the guy who sits at the end of the bar and talks about how great he used to be at high school football and like drinks beer. And that's the way one guy looks. And the other guy looks like the wear grizzly bear. So the guy who looks like your dad drinking beer at the bar slaps the wear grizzly bear and he basically just takes it. Like he's a wrestler not selling. Like he's just standing there like I don't give a shit. And then he slaps the other guy and you can visibly see his brain get rattled loose. That's all time like shift. (laughs) (laughs) It was some shit out of Infinity Wars, an Avengers movie. It was like, whoa. Dude, he hit this guy so fucking hard. You could literally see like his teeth shake in his head. Like they might be in different places now. You know, I consider myself a fairly prideful person. I think most people who have been exposed to me would agree that I have a lot of pride. But there's just certain dudes, if you were like, hey, would you let him slap you? No. No. I'd let that guy come over here and take my lunch. <laughs> I might I, hit him with a brick from behind later for taking my lunch, but he going to get my lunch right then. I mean, I'm just – that lunch ain't worth dying. Um, Let me go ahead and say that I, I will do much to stand up to – Someone, if I feel not as that I'm being, dude, that dude looks supernatural. <laughs> you know the uh, feeling you got when you were on the playground and you got surrounded by three that dude kids looks like some Russian scientist. No, that never happened because I mean, my kid, the kids I grew up around were ruthless. There was never any teaming at any moment. Anybody could take you out. I lived, I, I lived in a rich neighborhood and I was poor. It was a, it was a, I was used. You we'll were never sp- poor. Let's go ahead and Hold reframe on. the fucking thought. Poor is a reference of where you are at. 
to your life compared to you, no, I wouldn't have been poor. But when I'm living in Vinings and my parents are sneakily, secretly sneaking me into the Vinings school district, because we do not live in Vinings, and the other kids, their parents are like doctors and lawyers, and my parents work for those kind of people. And like, you know, I have the poor kid clothes. Slightly better than your poor kid clothes, one level up. No, no, no. But these kids are no. like ten levels up. I didn't have the poor kid clothes. I had somebody else's poor kid clothes that we right, bought. You got my head. old clothes. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're level one. I'm level two. But you put me in level ten. I'm still poor. So yes, a product of environment, still poor. So what was the original story we were talking? Talk about getting the shit slapped out of you. Oh no, the, the other kids never fought me. They would just use me as a mercenary. Like I'll be your friend if you help me, like not let Toby whip my ass. I actually had the same thing when I was in eighth grade. I was taller than everybody else, and one time this one kid goes, "These kids in seventh in uh, he was like, these kids in seventh grade want to whoop my ass." And there's like six or seven of them teaming up together. So this one kid, this eighth grader, goes, "All right, we're getting a posse together, and I want you, and I want you, and I want you." <laughs> and I've been at the school for like three minutes. Okay, like this is my third day going to the school, or three weeks in or some shit like that. And he goes, and you, you right there, a tall kid in the, je- in the jean jacket, you're coming with me too. And yeah, I was see, like, I, maybe uh, that's why I don't feel the need because I find that it's usually little dudes that feel the need to prove themselves as adults. Like if somebody bigger than me walks up and wants to start some shit, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, you can call me. Yeah, call me names. Go so ahead. if Brock Lesnar walks up and just slaps the oh, shit Brock out of Lester you. Brock Lesnar walks up and draws back, I'm already gone. He can't hit me. <laughs> I'm a cloud and there's some lines like in a, in a, in a Looney Tunes cartoon. Oh, like there's just a puff where you <laughs> yeah. used to be? Yeah. Brock Lesnar looks there's, at me mean. I'm sorry. Bye. I'm not trying to step to Brock. Brock Lesnar's a fucking human monster. No. He's <laughs> guy, a comic book character. A guy, come to a life. guy half as big as Brock Lesnar can step to me, and I'm still out, okay? <laughs> Marty Jannetty shows up. I'm out. I don't want to fight Marty Jannetty, okay? Kids, if you don't know who Marty Jannetty is, please look him up. Uh, it, <laughs> he was, it's, it, he was, he was Shawn a, Michaels' tag team partner before Shawn Michaels. Well, he was still Shawn Michaels. Well, remember, there's a lot of people who don't know what wrestling is. A lot of people have no idea who Shawn Michaels was. And if you don't, just look up Marty Jannetty. It's a sad story. I'll be honest. But going back to the whole grizzly bear guy slapping the shit out of you. Yeah, so that guy tries to slap me. I know. Um, I don't have anything to prove in that situation. <laughs> so this apparently was like a round-robin tournament where like, you had to go through the ranks. And dude who looks like he's sitting at the end of the bar had to slap at other people enough to get to this point. But who the fuck wants to go against this guy? This is like being in a tournament and you're like, okay. This is a no-win situation for somebody like me because if you're bigger than me like that, dude, I have no need to prove myself. But if you're smaller than me and you hit me, I'm going to kick you in the face. <laughs> so I'm either going to totally be a bitch or totally be a fucking asshole. And either way, I'm going to end up making an ass of myself. So this Kenny, is just something I wouldn't be involved with. Kenny's the guy who goes to <clears throat> the slapping contest and gets offered a contract by the WWE later because later on he comes up and hits the dude who oh, I'm, I'm taking people out with, with chairs. Chair. Yeah, I might not be. Able, I wouldn't slap that dude to let him slap me, but I'd totally hit him from behind with something. No, I, I think you would. I think I could get you drunk enough to be talked into it on vodka if we were in Russia. I mean, fuck that bitch. This no, is if Russia. it was Russia and I could get away with it, you wouldn't have to even get me drunk. I'd just be like, I'm down. I'm gonna hit him with a chair. <laughs> no, I'm saying you'd probably have to go through the first round and like slap the shit out of like this scrawny little guy or some shit like that and like move on to the next round. No, in my luck, he'd pull a Goldberg and just be mad about the chair, and then I'd have to let him slap me. And I'd be like, Shane, this is all your fault. I'm about to die. 
They, now he's angry. <laughs> this dude slaps the other guy hard enough to make his clothes go out of style when he wakes up, and he only won $500. So the guy who gets slapped, who's legitimately his brain looks like he gets rattled loose in his head. <laughs> like it looks like his his brain got turned into guacamole. Was vying for $500. That's all that was. No. Now, if there's $10,000 on the line, then maybe you risk a, a no, traumatic no, I, brain I, I'll injury. I'll tell you exactly what I would do is I'd pull a million-dollar man. And I'd have some some homeless guy hired stand in for that round. I'd be like, this is my employee. <laughs> He's going to face Russian bear, man. And I'm going to stand over here and use the mic. Ted DiBiase had a good deal for a couple of years there. You don't get to be the million dollar man, okay? I'm the new million dollar man. So many other people have tried. Even his own kid didn't work out. And his name was Ted DiBiase Jr. I mean, <laughs> he still he couldn't, couldn't even pull it off. But – I don't think you get to be the hype man for your employee that you hire that's homeless in a slapping contest. First off, this is Russia. Sure okay? I, do. I hired a homeless guy to run that one beer event we did <laughs> with your band at the radio station. I had that homeless guy doing all kind of work. So we he go, worked hard for that $25. So we go over to this brewery um, right down the road from where we work or right down the road from where we live. And, and when I say right down the road, I mean like legit 20 miles away. It was called the Cancun, Cancun Brewery. It was Cancun it Brewery. It was the original Sweetwater Brewery. And what they were doing was they were having a brand new beer called Chupacabra that they were releasing, which was like 8.5% alcohol by volume. Trust me, I know because I drank about it. They drank all the goddamn sample beer I had. Ass. And they told me, I'm going to call you and go get some. No, you're going to go get some. <laughs> I didn't drink it. I don't want to talk about the beer that I drank. So we get up there. Goddamn Code Adam. I hate that damn band. And when we drive up, like legit, there's hookers standing outside. Like it wasn't like kind of hookers. Like these were first 48 hookers, like the real ones you see. <laughs> first 48. Yeah. <laughs> these are the ones that are in most people's price range. <laughs> there's two kind of hookers. Ones you can't afford and these are the ones you can. There's special occasion there's hookers. like doctor hookers and regular people hookers. There's totally different level of hookers. There's special occasion hookers. And there's Tuesday hookers. <laughs> These were Tuesday hookers. Okay, that's just the way it was. So we pull in, and Kenny's like, "All right, we, we got a lot of stuff that needs to be done, and we don't want homeless people." Well, we had to, over here. Plus, we had to leave stuff overnight. We did because we had to set up the night before. We were playing an actual event for the um, for the, the brewery because it was the first day, and we couldn't say we were giving away free beer, but we were like, "We're giving away free beer samples." No, we we're giving away free beer brewery tours. Yeah, and people got out there, and we got everybody smashed. Dude, I was smashed. I fell down at one point and did a, <laughs> did a full-on tumble move to keep from spilling my beer. Ripped my pants up. Didn't care. Kept my beer from filling out. So it's pretty obvious that giving 20-somethings high-gravity beer in a shady part of town is a pretty bad idea. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we discuss playing a live music event in our 20s with high-gravity beer and Kenny hiring homeless labor yet again. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. From the galactic depths of the comic book universe comes the ghosts of the stratosphere, ready to galvanize and energize your mind with the latest of comic book news and reviews. And why why are you stopping me? Yes, that's much better. 
Hi, this is Andy Larson for Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Join me every week along with my co-hosts Rob Stewart and Chad Smith as well as a cavalcade of fantastic comic book guests as we dish out heaping helpings of the greatest and latest of comic book news and reviews. New shows posted every Tuesday with bonus shows every first Friday of the month. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher under Ghosts of the Stratosphere as well as on our website www.gotstratosphere.com Hope to see you soon, folks. So, uh, how does the dealio sound to you? Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck, because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon-exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hey there, bad movie fans. I'm Honor Knight, head cinematic flusher for the Soiled Restroom Cinema Podcast. If you like playing with cinematic turds as much as we do, join us each and every Thursday as we scour the bowels of streaming media to bring you the absolute worst Hollywood has to offer. Check out all of the action at our home restroom on the net, signalsoffury.com, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Soiled Restroom Cinema, we're here to flush it so you don't have to see it. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party, too. Because I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. At one point during this night, my band had played. We were like the last band to play, and like we throw down. Dude, it was a horrible plan though, because we got somebody. Everybody's so drunk. Very few people actually got outside to hear the bands play, because most people were like lounging about the brewery in different places, stuffing themselves with free beer. So we get done playing, and like I had a three beer limit. That's all I could drink before I could play. Like we had one show we played in the very beginning of our career where I was legit on stage playing my show, and I. What the hell is happening? I'm telling a story. You're like watching a fucking video. That kind of tells you how they're telling your story. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> so I'm on stage and I've gotten smashed before we played. I was there though, so you know. I was smashed before we played. On stage, I had a pitcher of beer instead of a pitcher of water to drink while I was playing. And the it band was, was like, listen, you will little, never fucking do that again. We built this whole fucking stage thing. They had this stage going, and they, like it didn't work out. So then the bands were just playing on the floor, on the concrete, and we just had kind of a big circle around. <laughs> it was the worst. A homeless guy setup. was running around with some lariat. I made him. He felt official because I gave him like a fucking uh, a lanyard. You lanyard, mean. yeah. A, a lariat, like you were hanging homeless people, sir. What are you doing? <laughs> well, that was phase B, but we never got there. <laughs> what? <laughs> if he got in trouble, you know, it caused us any problems. Nobody's gonna miss him. Wow, so you're planning on murdering the homeless guy at the end of the night, tying up loose ends? I wasn't planning on murdering him. I just had a contingency plan.
What the fuck, dude? Like, I think I hired a homeless person in the first place. <laughs> you know what I think I'm going to need to do? Is I'm going to need to hire Wear Grizzly Man to follow me around. And anytime you try to get me into any trouble, I'm just going to have him slap the shit out of you. No, yeah, I can't. Oh, first of all, I don't think you can afford a Wear Grizzly Man. <laughs> dude, if he works for $500 and slaps people like that no, for no, 500 probably, bucks. He did that probably for fun. That was like his training. He probably charges big. Dude, that guy's got to be making bank for being a bodyguard. Who's going to fuck with a guy with a Wear Grizzly? I don't know, dude. Like I said, his beard could beat the shit out of you. Like yeah, just dude, his you beard. can't afford him. He's Russian. He's gonna milk you. He's gonna be like, oh, <laughs> this is Russia, bitch. No, uh, we're in America. <laughs> no, anywhere around me for ten feet is Russia. <laughs> what? <Step> <laughs> I didn't know that rule. <laughs> Wait, you have a Russian orbit? <laughs> I'm in your Russian orbit right now. What the I'm fuck like happened? an NBC. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, um, the only time have you ever been slapped that hard? When I was like maybe five, like relatively, because as a five-year-old, I was so much smaller. I don't think anybody's ever slapped me like that, but my mom. Because if somebody else slapped me like that, I would choke that motherfucker to death. Oh, I would slap you that hard, like easily. I'd choke you to death. <laughs> I'd be like, ah! <laughs> I, have a, I have been considering carrying a choke chain around with me. <laughs> Why in the fuck are you considering carrying a choke chain around? Because if you? I get, imagine getting into a fight and a nigga throws a choke chain around you and starts yoking on your neck. What are you gonna do? You're gonna behave just like a goddamn dog. Now here's the fucking problem: is if that motherfucker looks back at you and goes harder, daddy, that, then you're gonna have a whole other can of worms that you're not ready nah, to get involved in. Nah, kick to the in. head. There'll only be a couple more harder daddies. <laughs> your eyeball falls out. <laughs> oh my talking. god, dude. And every time you kick him, you're choking the dick harder. A little bit. <laughs> Why is their eyeball falling out in the story? Dude? Like we were just slapping people a minute because, ago. Because if they get wily and you have to kick them while you're choking them, you're gonna put the heel right on the side of the eye orbit, and that's how you pop an eyeball out. Ladies, uh, I just want you to note that um, Kenny wants to choke people with chains and kick their eyeballs out of their heads. So if you're looking at getting into a relationship, with I mean, Kenny, I, would, like, I don't hit girls. This would if be we dudes. go, if you have an ex that you want to see his eyeball get popped out you might be able to get your dreams <laughs> and so i'm now, like i don't believe in fair fighting either so i'd totally try to yoke him with the chain from behind first if i had to just imagine <laughs> that you're walking along and all of a sudden <laughs> Can you, so guys out there, i don't know why hitmen have not tried this i probably they probably do that's why you never hear about it so guys out there i just want you to know if now that i'm older ever goes on the road and we, we are at like conventions and shit and I if get you Kenny see me that, dragging somebody by their neck to no, no, the i was gonna say if your girlfriend goes to the show and she's your ex just know that there's a good possibility you may get choked or, with a fucking dog choker. or if you see me dragging somebody behind an alley corner or like a dumpster with a dog choke chain mind your business Okay, um, I want to go ahead and say that stitches um, get chains. <laughs> um, I just want to go ahead and say, uh, any police departments out there in any city that we would travel to, I have no <laughs> knowledge of any choke chains. I have no knowledge of him having a choke chain. I don't want to be involved Dude, in don't this. Don't try to don't try to bring those poor civil servants into this. They have enough on their plate. They don't so, need to be playing with our imaginary games. So <laughs> this is all imaginary. Ha ha ha. Okay, so. I think to some. You see me dragging somebody off with a chain. Mind your business. <laughs> they deserve it. I promise. So you're saying that, like, if somebody doesn't, like, if, I'm a nice person. If somebody's getting dragged off with a chain, they did something. So if somebody bumps into you in a club or some shit like that, no, I'm, I'll, I'll probably apologize. No, I would apologize to them. I've even bought people. I have it literally have bought people a beer in that situation. That's not warranting a chain choking. <laughs> the guy who didn't shake your hand. 
at the party when you were because Kenny rolls across this guy's hood and we've told it. the story. I, I did that, but he's I'm saying, got a chain choker. I wouldn't have chain choked him. All I, I did to have. him, all I did to him was make him shake my hand. I think you might have choked him with a chain if you'd have had one no, on you, sir. No, I didn't want to choke him. I wanted him to shake my goddamn hand. So when he didn't shake your hand, though, legit the whole way home, all I hear is you just going out uh, like off on this guy. So <laughs> that doesn't mean I did it. <laughs> and that motherfucker wouldn't shake my goddamn hand. I will kill him. Like Kenny's cutting wrestling promos. I'm blackout drunk in the backseat of his car. I wasn't blackout. I don't remember all. No, I was blackout <laughs> oh, yeah, drunk you, in the backseat. You were pretty blackout drunk. That's probably what you came to to. So just for anybody who didn't hear the story, quick recap: We played a house show. My band did. I got smashed. With a capital fucking SMA. Like, yeah, the guy who smashed. threw that house party is not my friend on social media. I've noticed that. He's friends with y'all. Kenny uh, was so drunk at this party that he jumped over a banister, broke the entire banister, put many people's lives at risk. <laughs> many, many people's lives at risk. This was a rental house. I get so smashed drunk that I am. We had Shane a trailer. passed out the front yard. <laughs> no, we had a trailer that we put our equipment in. That had these terrible graphics on it, and I fell asleep in the fucking cul-de-sac next to the trailer. <laughs> That's right, just leaning on it or something. And shit. a couple, like Nikki is standing next to the guy who threw the party, and he goes, "Is that Shane next to the trailer?" And he goes, "Oh my fucking god, he's asleep." <laughs> so Nikki collects me, gets me in the car because I have gotten smashed drunk at this point. I'm like 24, 20, no, 26, some shit like that. Kenny is so drunk, he rolls across somebody's hood, Dukes of Hazard style, dents it, leaves Kenny dents all across it, and then gets mad at the guy whose hood he did. I didn't get mad at him. him. I told him I'd pay for it. No, he got mad at you, and then you got mad at him because he wouldn't shake your hand when you said, I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. And he was like, I don't want to shake your hand. Kenny gets aggressive. No, he didn't just say, I don't want to shake your hand. He jumped back in a fight stance. And then I was like, we. (laughs) Somebody wants to fight while I'm drunk. Fun. And Kenny goes into full-on wrestling mode. He's like, you are going to shake my goddamn oh, hand. I chased him around the car a few times. It wasn't like, okay, it was just pretty wrestling. <laughs> so I get all of this secondhand for anybody who hasn't heard this story. I get all the secondhand from my wife when we get in the car. And I'm like, I wake up halfway and I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, it tells me the story of Kenny you know, Luke duking the front of this guy's car and shit like that and rolling across it and like chasing the dude around his own car at the party. And people are legit like, is this real life? Is this, is this really happening? Is there a drunk fat guy chasing a guy around his car? Like, really? Is this really happening? When I get mad, I get less fat. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's like a Hulk thing without the greenness. Like, my, like literally my belly turns into chest muscle. It's weird. It's like, it's like I just go through life not flexing as much as possible, which actually, if you know me, makes perfect sense. So how lazy I am. Like, I have muscles. I just refuse to flex at all. So I wake up to hear this story and Kenny's going off cutting a wrestling promo and I fall back asleep. And what's really great is like there's seven. How old was Christopher at the time? Like nine? Oh, God. He was like my he was like my manager in the wrestling promo. Yeah, you got to go back there and kick that guy's butt. He wasn't in the car. We were coming home from a we party. We picked him up. You were totally blackout drunk. Did we pick him up? Yes. I remember him being there at all. Yes, because as we got out of the car, because the next morning Christopher came down the hall. I was like, hey, Kenny, you get your car before that dude goes and messes it up. Yeah, Kenny used to have a, a strong relationship with Christopher that was really dangerous to Christopher's development as a uh, as a human being. We were like, D- just whatever you do, don't be like Kenny. Whatever, motherfucker. Don't be like Paul, who got out of prison yesterday. What? Paul's out of prison? 
I don't know if he's in a halfway house. Oh, dude, we have to have him on the podcast and talk about like getting asked. Dude, I don't think he wants to be on our podcast if he hears any of our our past material. It'd be like asking Bo to come on our podcast. I think if he went to our website and saw his mugshot, <laughs> he may not want to be on our podcast. Yeah, it'd be like asking Bo to come on the podcast. I don't think that's going to happen either. We have an episode called Paul. What is he good for? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I mean, I, I don't know that he's going to want to be on the You know what? I would pay... Maybe we could get somebody to play Paul. <laughs> I would pay money to slap Paul, though. How much would I pay? Dude, he's not going to let you slap him. First of all, I don't think he can leave Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could go to Florida go like on a nice vacation to go slap the shit out of Paul. I'm pretty sure that he can't leave the state while he's on probation. I'm telling you, dude, I could go to Florida and slap the dog shit out of him and then just come back. Like, I'd make a weekend of it. I could drive across state lines to slap you if I needed to. No, dude, you wouldn't be able to slap me anyway. Oh, I'd slap I'd the jive shit you out like of a jive turkey. I'd be like, wah wah. I got hood. I got hood and martial arts skills. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's at this when point. you have martial arts skills, but you look smooth while you're doing it. Okay. Yeah, like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this clip, guys. I, I don't know what the hell's happening. I don't know where we've gone. It's like jazz. It just has a life of its own. <laughs> And this week's episode is called Like Jet. What we do in life echoes in eternity. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. I'd just like to remind the audience that for like an entire summer, you thought you were the crow. Hey, we have stuff we can talk about with you, too. And that's all the time we have. <laughs> we're going to have to go ahead and uh, close that out right now. Let's see, uh, let's see now that I'm older this week. All life have a balance. Everything be better. <laughs> <laughs>